0: You're listening to StateScoop's Priorities Podcast. I'm Colin Wood, Managing Editor of StateScoop. This episode is about enterprise IT governance. It is 2020, but this episode is actually a leftover from last year. We just didn't get to it. And as anyone who's paying attention to these things may have noticed, enterprise IT governance has disappeared from NASIO's list of its top 10 CIO priorities, but that doesn't make it any less relevant as the topic really does overarch everything else that goes on in the CIO's office. For this episode, I interviewed Michael Leahy, secretary for the Maryland Department of Information Technology, and Curtis Wood, the chief information officer of Massachusetts. They share their thinking on the importance of communication and messaging from the CIO's office in states that have centralized IT organizations. We touch on business relationship management, the role data should play in governance and the challenges of managing security and disagreements between stakeholders, among other things. Here's the podcast. All right, I'm here with Michael Leahy, Chief Information Officer for Maryland, and we're talking about enterprise IT governance. So to start us off, Michael, can you tell us a little bit about how things work in your state?
1: Certainly, Colin. In in Maryland, it is a bit different. Um, as we've all heard many times, if you've seen one state, you've seen one state. Um, we are a very federated system with uh, policy controlled out of our central IT organization and certain infrastructure. We control the network and certain aspects of. Uh, oversight over major projects that uh, occur that are more expensive and multi-year than typical uh, day-to-day operations projects. Um, We have defined an enterprise a bit differently. We started down the path uh, when the Hogan administration came into office of looking for a plan to bring all agencies under central control of our agency of DOIT and determined very quickly that although the technical aspects were very possible and probable, the cultural and legalistic impact on various agencies had to be studied. So what we have done since then is... Uh, we will say enterprise all of the small agencies that don't have the wherewithal to have their own IT functions in-house. So my organization handles everything for agencies with, say, less than 50 personnel. And then the medium and large agencies uh, are purchasing various services from us, that and that's new. We're going to a chargeback model. For the first time uh, in this year's budget. And we believe that will demonstrate to folks uh, the actual efficiencies associated with standardization and consolidation. Um, And we've already had some good luck with that. Um, You know, the the second piece of being an enterprise is looking at the, the big picture and the why before we talk about the how. Uh, There are lots of opportunities to bring standardized tools that are useful to all agencies. And so, for example, we have uh, started building a platform that we call our one-stop platform that will handle all of the state's licenses and permits and certifications, um, both in terms of giving folks the ability to find them online without having to know which agency controls a particular process and giving the citizen a standardized interface. So if you look for one government service, you can find them all. And then second, creating a standardized methodology for digitizing all of those services. So you know, today, if you think about it, the only thing most of us do on paper anymore and send through the U.S. mail is our interaction with government. All of our banking, a lot of our day-to-day shopping, and other aspects of day-to-day life are handled online. Um, And then finally, the other concept of being an enterprise does go to the policy standpoint. And so we have taken particular care to make sure that we are enterprising, if you will, our security and data management, data governance processes and policies throughout the state.
0: Right. You mentioned that... uh... Switching. one of the reasons for switching to the chargeback model was to demonstrate the value of centralization and that you've seen some success. What does that success look like? Well, uh, um, I, I think it's more
1: a function that uh, IT for many folks is still a black box and it's a bit magic. And so there are expectations that either... Um, technology will solve all of your problems simply by being technology, or that it really isn't applicable to solve particular problems. And when an organization like ours in the past has been charged with providing all of the various and sundry aspects and tools for all agencies, we run into a difficulty that although resources are limited, demand is... um, infinite. And so by explaining to people what things actually cost and getting them to think about it in business terms, they approach it differently. Now, um, what we've done here is we are implementing what's called TBM, technology business management uh, frameworks throughout all of our operations for IT. And basically what that does is it gives us a method for businesses to follow. So that rather than looking at IT as a separate aspect that's a part, it's now part of the business management process for the entire state and for each agency. And so with the growth of this throughout the organization, um, we aren't restricting a business uh, process in a particular agency, but we're demonstrating to them what's possible technologically and what the costs are. And as I said, uh, for example, with the one-stop portal, we, we had um, requests from a number of agencies uh, to build their own licensing portal that would have cost the state um, tens of millions of dollars, and our first uh, implementation of phase one of the One Stop was less than a half million dollars uh, to build the search engine and the original digitization processes. So, you know, clearly right there, we've demonstrated a, a savings of uh, approximately $50 million off the bat.
0: That's always a good thing. Can you go into a little bit more about how you're making that happen?
1: You know, a big focus of what we're trying to do is be collaborative. And as as I said at the beginning, incorporate our function at IT into the aspects of actually running the business processes of each agency. And so, you know, one of the things we've done that has changed dramatically over this last year is that we've brought in business relationship managers that uh, our governor's office has a chief of staff and four deputy chiefs of staff. Each of the deputies has a portfolio of agencies And we have assigned a business relationship manager, we call them portfolio officers, to the portfolio of agencies each of those deputy chiefs of staff interacts with. There's a lot of efficiencies because we have the health and human services group and the environmental group uh, that uh, looking at common problems and common solutions uh, finds them through that collaboration. The other thing we've done that I think is a little different than what I've seen in most uh, state agencies is we have implemented a process where we don't allow uh, agencies to bring us a technology solution. Uh, I, I started telling folks about this by saying, I know you were taught growing up that if you bring someone a problem, you should bring them a solution. And we've said, we don't want you to bring us a solution. We want you to explain your issue or your problem in plain English, not with regard to what you think technologically fits, but how you as a business process address it so that we learn more about your business first before what you think the technology is that fits. And then understanding that, we work with them very closely to give them the options of either what standardized technologies or methodologies we have what fits our enterprise security protocols and how we look to manage data that will be most impactful and efficient for what they're trying to do. And thus far, uh, you know, there's been some pushback, but I I think it's working very well. And uh, folks don't feel the pressure of having to believe they have a technical expertise as well as a subject matter expertise in what their agency does, and I think folks are getting a lot more open about talking about their issues and problems with us to make things easier for their processes and for their
0: interaction with citizens. Um, I've been doing this long enough that I, I should know better than to ask this question, but w- uh, where is this all headed? What's the goal? And when, t- when do you get to say that you're done? It's never done.
1: Uh If we've learned anything over the last few years by talking about DevOps and agile methodologies, we recognize that every uh, process we undertake is iterative, and we learn by doing, and we hopefully make mistakes quickly and correct for them, and uh, continue to improve our processes and our policies on an ongoing basis. I think you know that enterprise is really more about culture than technology. And so the the key to where we're headed is uh, we want to create a partnership with the executive branch agencies and other branches of government such that uh, they really do view the implementation of technology as, Uh, an enhancement to their capabilities to do what it is they do to serve the citizenry rather than a cost center uh, that makes it more difficult for them to fulfill their desired uh, prescriptive needs and wants. Um, You know, in terms of where is this going in the long run? uh, Again, I, I think the goal is to establish those partnerships that lead to further collaboration and more iterative learning. And uh, from that to find standard and consolidated ways to lower the costs to the citizenry. I mean, we are spending their tax dollars and to the extent uh, they entrust you know, huge sums of money to us, we, we wanna make sure that we are using the best tools available in the most efficient manner we can
0: okay well speaking of tools that seems a good segue to talk about data can you talk a little bit about how maryland is using data in this regard
1: two of the things we've focused on for building a genuine enterprise were our security governance standards and our data governance Um, i am a bit of a curmudgeon about data because i love data uh And I look at it that in most organizations, we uh, think of data as an afterthought. So for example, if we're going to build an application, generally uh, what happens is we look at the overall strategy, we look at the business processes that are to be impacted, we design the application, we figure out how to put the application on the network. And then we figure out what data we need to run the application or what data would be useful to see if indeed the application is successful at doing what we want it to do. And so then we execute. And, you know, you you've heard horror stories about IT projects and applications that uh, indeed the application is wonderful, but uh, there's no way to incorporate the data because Data is kept in various and sundry different silos that have different methodologies for its inclusion or its retrieval. And so uh, the programmatic thrust of the application fails. And so I have suggested that right behind strategy, instead of talking about the business process, we talk about what data people have. To demonstrate why a particular application is useful to them, and then what data they would have to develop or find to make certain that it's working, as they say, and then build out the business application. And so by taking a look at the data needs first, you make it far easier to address the questions that typically, again, don't come up in an iterative manner until much later when folks uh, build a box and say, now what do we do with it? Um, so, you know, we look at this as, as a data-first, data-centric thinking uh, orientation. And so to do this, uh, we have looked at data governance as requiring a standardization. So we are in the midst of doing uh, data maturity assessments for each of our agencies and looking at what data they collect, what data they have. Um, I'm sure you've heard the term rot uh, because it's been demonstrated that uh, across most organizations that have been collecting data for any length of time, about 80% of the data um, is useless because it's either redundant, obsolete, or trivial. And so storing that data is expensive. And so if we can keep less data, we need less storage, we have less latency so we can get at the data we have faster. We can determine what's necessary faster. And by optimizing the data strategy and how it's organized, we make it easier to make um, decisions with regard to what assets are uh, most valuable to the state. Uh, As we all know, data uh, is becoming viewed more and more as an asset rather than just an attribute. And toward that end, um, we have taken a, a very firm stand on making certain that not only is the data secure, but that, that we have specific concerns about making sure we educate our citizenry and protect their privacy to the extent we can. And um, we, we have legislation going forward this coming year uh, that will not impact businesses in Maryland, but will be applicable to the state government that address the duties of the government toward the citizen with regard to their personally identifiable and personal health information.
0: All right, that's the end of part one of this episode. Next, we move on to Curtis Wood, CIO of Massachusetts. All right, we're talking about enterprise IT governance. To start off, can you give us a lay of the land and give everyone an idea of what the environment looks like up there?
2: Sure. Uh, So, in August of 2017, uh, the governor uh, initiated a reorganization of uh, the IT landscape within the Commonwealth of Mass, uh, where we created uh, a new cabinet-level position, uh, the Executive Office of Technology, Services, and Security, with a mandate to uh, improve efficiency, uh, reduce, uh, you know, waste, and things of that nature. But more importantly, is really to, to invest in the Uh, you know, the IT infrastructure, the IT services of the state to really deliver better services uh, and focus on our cybersecurity framework, our uh, ability to deliver, you know, modern IT environment uh, to our constituents and to our stakeholders. Uh, So uh, it it got sworn in as uh, in August of 17th as a cabinet secretary, one of nine cabinet secretaries that report up to the governor. Um, And the main component of that is really is to, uh, build an organization, uh, that, uh, oversees and manages, uh, many of the areas. And the call really for was to, uh, centralize, uh, a lot of the services. Uh, we had been ongoing effort for years to do certain things from a shared services infrastructure and things of that nature, uh, that we've had some success on, but this really focused on, you know, bringing a lot more to the middle. Uh, so, so the, the landscape really is that, um, our organization now uh, focuses and has, author- has authority, first of all, my position as the CIO of the Commonwealth and the secretary really has wide authority on all IT services, uh, procurements, uh, planning, uh, things of that nature of all the executive branch agencies, which number about 150 agencies in the state of Massachusetts. Um, over the last couple of years, we've focused on uh, standardizing, and uh, centralizing desktop Services, uh, end user services. Really, uh, we still have a distributed model in that we have people in the field, but they are really uh, uh, secretariat personnel now in our organization that have responsibility to, you know, manage the desktop or manage the end user fleet across the Commonwealth uh, through a shared management concept or a structure. Um, we also uh, have taken over all infrastructure services to the to the Commonwealth,
1: uh, where
2: we. Uh, we've always operated a state data center, but from an infrastructure services process, we now uh, assume the personnel as well. Uh, now we're still moving towards that. We don't have everybody yet. It's been a, it's been an ongoing plan, an ongoing uh, deployment. Uh, so we've you know we've made some investments in that area from infrastructure services, meaning you know what we have on prem, but also uh, from a cloud perspective or uh, you know, third-party hosting. So we, we oversee that. It's in our budget line item, and we we we've assumed the personnel for the most part of all the organizations. Uh, just for clarification, uh, we had gone through some previous reorganization, 2008-2009, uh, where the IT personnel were removed from the specific agencies and they were moved up to a secretariat level. So each one of our secretariats, such as public safety. And uh, Health and Human Services and Transportation and agencies or secretaries like that, they move the agency IT personnel up to that level uh, about 10 years ago. This further uh, moves the personnel to the center at the state level uh, for the most part. Uh, the personnel that uh, stay behind uh, that work specifically for the business are really the application uh, support people. Anybody to deal with the business app uh, side stays at the uh local level, so to speak. Now, that said, uh, our framework overall is uh, that we oversee. And personally, I have to approve any project over $200,000. I have to, uh, there's a reporting requirement that any uh, procurement over $250,000 has to be reported. We have to report to the legislature. So we have some wide ranging, uh, you know, legislation and, and tools uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to make this happen. So, so again, overall, it's a work in progress. Uh, you know, we also have responsibility for a cybersecurity framework for the Commonwealth. We have an office of the Chief Information Security Officer, where we, you know, manage uh, the security. Uh, we manage our. You know, we're building out a statewide uh, incident executive management system, a statewide uh, security operations center, things of that nature. Where it'll be a it'll be a multi-discipline, multi-agency environment, but it'll really be under our uh, office of our Chief Information Security Officer. So. And then from a capital perspective, we have oversight uh, of all the capital bond money for uh, IT investment. Uh, We've been working over the past 15, 20 years where the legislature uh, uh, allocates a certain amount of money through the bond process where we use to make major investments and reinvestments in our technology infrastructure services. Uh, to the tune over the last several years we've spent about six seven hundred million dollars over the past five or six years to improve information services and infrastructure we have another bond that's uh, at the legislature now uh, that will have uh, hopefully get passed sometime this summer uh, and we have oversight of that so meaning that any any local project that an organization wants to do it has to come through our investment process and advisory board uh, we make sure it fits within the technology planning and priorities of the administration from a government perspective. And, you know, we manage the portfolios, we manage the, uh, the funding, the spending and the oversight, uh, from an accountability perspective, also from a technology strategy or, or platform perspective. So again, uh, it's still a work in progress. You know, we're moving to the, moving everything to the center with the exception of the business apps, but so that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, uh, operating environment, uh, as we stand today.
0: And when it comes to enterprise IT governance, what is your approach? Are, do you spend a lot of time trying to get buy-in? How do you manage all the various moving pieces?
2: So, so, so we have a structure where, um, you know, my my office uh, as the cabinet level position, I have as a secretary uh, of this organization, I have eight counterparts across government, uh, the secretaries of the respective. Uh, You know, disciplines such as public safety, health and human services, labor, workforce—you know, those those eight other partners of ours. So they're they're at the cabinet level and report up to the governor. So we work uh, in collaboration with each other. Uh, The governor has set the tone, you know, from uh, how he wants and how we need to manage our infrastructure, manage our technology, and our planning and our spending and things of that nature. So I I personally work in collaboration with my fellow cabinet members to ensure that. You know, first of all, that we have a an understanding of who does what uh, we have, a, uh, you know, a routine uh, meetings with our uh, stakeholders to reinsure or reassure that, uh, you know, what we're trying to get done. So we've established some policies, you know, from an enterprise perspective, we certainly have standards and policies and security policies and framework in place. And we we work through that. But I think the more important component, what we've implemented, is that uh, each of our cabinets uh, has a secretary, what we call a secretary at CIO. So we have uh, eight additional CIOs uh, at the executive level that represent each uh, form of government uh, from within the cabinet of those areas I talked about. Uh, We meet routinely, Uh, we meet at least once a month uh, from an executive level perspective, and we go through, you know, priorities, you know, the projects go through, you know, the needs of the organizations, understanding what the enterprise, you know, infrastructure will look like, the enterprise, you know, approach to cloud, enterprise security, you know, anything that we've deemed at the enterprise level, um, you know, that they have to live within, which they do, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's worked out through, you know, really policy framework, it's it's worked out through funding appropriations. We have oversight of the funding, you know, uh, through our budget bureau. Uh, you know, we have wide ranging authority to approve and not approve a project. You know, we support our organizations from an, a budget perspective as well, spending annualized costs. Uh, but really, it's a collaboration with our folks, understanding that, you know, we're, we're not trying to just be this state IT organization that is in charge of the world, even though we have that you know, we certainly have that authority, but that's not really what we're at. We're really building a model that's collaborative, uh, that works with our folks to understand the mission. Uh, what I've found in my years of experience—I've been in government for 40 plus years—and I come from a public safety background. Uh, and what I found is that uh, you know, each one of our organizations is different. You know, uh, so when we talk about <clears throat> you know just having a central IT organization that does it all, I find that that's not really uh, reasonable approach, nor a successful approach. I think, you know, we need to recognize and respect and understand that, you know, each one of our 150 agencies at the executive level are all a little bit different. They have different missions. They have different statutes and authorities. They have different funding streams. They have different personnel culture, you know, geographic, uh, you know, challenges, things of that nature. Uh, Even within that is a challenge. So, We've taken the approach to be, like I said, work with our secretary and CIOs, work with them, establish our framework, establish our strategy, our priorities, work with them, uh, understanding that you know we, we certainly have uh, responsibility for the infrastructure, the security of the network, the framework, uh, things of that nature. So you know, we push that down through collaboration. But their role at the cabinet level is to be uh, the voice for the businesses and to be the technology leader, the strategic leader that works on behalf of the secretariat uh, itself and the agency. So, uh, you know, we work together in that day to day. Uh, We have uh, an organization where we meet routinely. We have our chief information security officer as well. All of our secretariats have their security personnel too that we work, again, from from a policy framework. We push out policy, push out expectations and folks live within them. You know, we meet routinely to address those. Uh, from a planning perspective, from a project perspective. So that's really the landscape. Uh, I think from an adoption perspective, I think uh, we've we've been doing this for a while. I think, you know, like I said, since 2009, we went through the first reorganization. And this one in 2017 has just elevated our organization to a cabinet level with more authority. Uh, and it's really, it's more about a statement of the investment by the administration that they're taking IT serious and that they, they understand that the IT Within our state, is important that we have to have uh, you know a level of you know uh, uh, importance, and and agencies need to understand that you know IT and the services that go with it are are critical to the business success. So we that's the, one of the main reasons we've elevated that to make sure we have the appropriate investment uh, in our IT services and our our ability to be successful in delivering projects and services to not only our constituents but to the staff and folks that depend on our systems day to day, along with our, of course, our data security and our systems security. Um, so it's really, it's really about that. I think, uh, from an adoption perspective, it's like anything, you know, we certainly have, uh, challenges. We have, uh, you know, we have, uh, organizations that, you know, are very large and very powerful that, uh, you know, uh, they have a strong voice in government. Uh, we, we're not like anybody else. We deal with, you know, personalities, we deal with, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, turf issues like anybody. But, you know, my model has been, you know, again, to respect that business, understand what it is, work within it, uh, and really focus on building an organization here that's capable uh, to actually be successful and making sure that we have our focus on the appropriate areas and to be able to deliver this without, without really beating our chest and telling everybody, hey, you know who we are, we're in charge. That's not really what our style is. You know, we've moved away from that. You know, we're in charge of the world mall to really being a, uh, you know, a, the ability to convey success and be a supporter of the organizations from a budgeting perspective and a, and a delivery of services perspective. So again, it's like anything, I think at the end of the day, sometimes it boils down to humans and the ability to communicate. You know, we've, we've really focused on improving our communications, uh, setting reasonable expectations, being able to deliver on those expectations. And also being honest about when we can't deliver on those expectations and be able to, you know, uh, you know provide exceptions, provide you know, uh, avenues that can solve a business issue. Because I think one of the challenges I've always had when I was on the other side looking in, uh, I'd be very frustrated when the central IT organization actually couldn't deliver on something because it was too bureaucratic or they just weren't experienced in that area and they couldn't solve my day to day issue that I really needed. Uh, and that's an area that we need to recognize that you know remains a challenge. You know, when you're when you're a state agency or you're a business out there that you know is depending on a specific you know uh, set of technology services or you know needs something done immediately, uh, and the center can't perform that in a reasonable amount of time due to you know many different reasons. Uh, you know, we need to account for that. So we're, part of this reorganization here is to really account for that, to understand that. Uh, to let go of things a little bit at times, to be able to find a solution that can actually work with the business. Uh, as long as it fits within our overall framework from a security perspective and from a you know, kind of the technology platform perspective, you know, I've found that we can be flexible and we can, you know, work with that to, you know, uh, deliver the services because that, you know, the message to our people here now is, you know, make sure we all understand that the businesses are the ones that are actually, you know, delivering the services to our constituents, not us. So understand that when we make decisions or don't make decisions from a technology perspective, uh, those have consequences and impact. So we've really kind of worked to educate our staff and, you know, regroup on our end as well, to be a better organization, to be better uh, prepared and to be responsive to um, the needs of the people. So that's kind of an overall approach. It's more about an approach, I think. And I think it's been six, it has its bumps and bruises. We, no doubt. I mean, there's some, trust me, I know there's people out there that, you know, uh, you know, can't stand this model. And I I get that. And I think that, uh, you know, that we just need to make sure that, you know, uh, we're consistent, uh, we're responsive, uh, we're reasonable, we're fair. uh, And, uh, you know, we keep we keep moving. We keep moving the ball.
0: Well, speaking of security and egos and dealing with personalities, how are you doing getting everyone on the same page?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great point. I mean, I you know I think what I can say is that over the last, especially over the last couple of years uh, since this organization was created, uh, we have we have invested uh, millions of dollars uh, in strengthening our security uh, posture. You know, we've we've been building out you know, capacity and capability uh, from a technology perspective and from a monitoring perspective. Um, you know, we're still working on building out organizational capacity. Uh, you know, this is, you know, it's a different world today, uh, different priorities, I think, uh, you know, a lot, a lot going on, uh, at the, you know, the local, the state, the federal level, international. So again, you know, trying to build this program, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly our top priority. Uh, we've been fortunate that we've been, uh, allowed to spend money. our administration is, and our legislature has appropriated money. Uh, We hope to continue that funding stream. Uh, We're very confident. Uh, Now, that being said, from an organizational perspective, you know, we certainly have the office of our chief information security officer. You know, we're working on, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, we have the appropriate, you know, uh, balance. I think, you know, I've stressed to our folks too, that at the end of the day, you know, the folks that are in the field you know, it's, it, it's paramount to make sure that they're part of this process. I don't want to build it just a central security organization that just, uh, you know, just thinks that they, they've got everything and everything's fine just through, you know, software and tools. It's really much more about that. Uh, it's really about, uh, you know, being able to, you know, build uh, the security program that really becomes the fabric, you know, the DNA of our, of our Commonwealth. So, you uh, We've had a lot of excitement. Uh, a lot of people have been interested. We've been working well together. Now that said, you know there's still those pockets that people tend to go off and want to do their own thing. Uh, we have been very adamant on standardizing our approach from a from a you know a technology perspective, from uh, you know standing up a, a, a security operations center, standing up a security incident management you know technology and our services, vulnerability management, scanning, mitigation. You know, we're managing that from the center. Uh, but I think it's like anything sometimes you know people we're not we're not maybe as fast as we need to be at times. So I think people, you know at the organization level will you know try to move ahead of us a little bit. We have to you know rein them in a little bit to work with them to understand we're trying to build a centralized approach to it and more 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 importantly, really a consistent approach to things so that we're doing things the same way and we have that we build capacity through collaboration. Uh, so that's what we're focused on. Um, you know, we have some challenges there. It's like anything, uh, you know, the businesses are you know, challenged day to day to maintain their businesses to secure, things of that nature. So uh, but again, I think, you know, from an IT perspective, I think it's been it's good. I think where we we're still maturing in the space. And again, like I mentioned earlier, I come from the public safety background is that I think there's a lot of other activity out there, um, you know, through DHS. Uh, through our, you know, uh, emergency management infrastructure, through our, you know, fusion center infrastructure, things of that nature, you know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of folks that are involved in cybersecurity, and I think one of the areas that we're really working on in our state is, uh, you know, building out the appropriate uh, framework that uh, we work in a collaborative, multidiscipline environment where. It's just not about the state IT organization. It's just not about our emergency management or our state police or, you know, CISA, whomever it's going to be. It's really building out that, you know, collaborative approach and setting expectations and setting a framework up that people understand what the roles and responsibilities are, that we have the appropriate, you know, reporting capability, the response framework, the resiliency framework. And I think... You know, uh, I've always said this, I think a lot of people chase this stuff. I mean, they, you know, it's cool to be involved in cybersecurity today, uh, uh, but it's also, it's also, you know, people, human nature and agencies tend to chase things at times. Uh, so I think, you know, we're, we're trying to build a discipline in Massachusetts that it's, it's much more uh, disciplined, uh, more collaborative. And we set, we set the roles and responsibilities, the for each group to work together to understand what roles we have uh, to be more successful. So it's a work in progress. Uh, It's exciting. I think people are are nervous. I think like everybody, you know, we're all concerned about, you know, the landscape today and the threats that we face, Uh, but we all have different pieces of that. And I still think we need to kind of learn to work together. And I think the CIOs of the state certainly, you know, have an active voice there, but I think we have to recognize and understand that, uh, there's other there's other players here, there's other areas that we need to consider. And I, I'm very happy that NASIO honestly is has a front seat of the table in these planning processes now. And I think in our state, you know, we have a very good working relationship with our state police fusion center, our local Department of Homeland Security folks, our emergency management folks. You know, we're working with our municipalities in a much greater capacity today than we used to. We're really emphasizing, you know, information sharing. Uh, collaboration, you know, uh, shared services from a security infrastructure perspective, when we can uh, really kind of, you know, evangelizing, you know, the security framework uh, and and really end up building it into the fabric of how we do government business and continuity of government. So again, it's, it's a challenge and you have to stay on top of it. You have to be committed uh, and you can't get, you can't get sidelined or sidetracked by, you know, conferences and kind of cool things and stuff like this and reacting to things you know you need to kind of really build that kind of you know substantial foundational uh framework to be successful that's kind of what we're focused on
0: all right that's it for this episode of priorities for more state and local government it news go to statescoop.com